Culture Comms and Cocktails is internal comms served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus, and on this episode of Culture Comms and Cocktails, we have Bridget Terrio, Systems Director in Corporate Affairs at Mainline Health. Bridget, welcome to Culture Comms and Cocktails. Chuck, it is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, grab a seat here at the Culture Comms and Cocktails Lounge, and let's get started. Uh, with a name like Terrio, Bridget, I'm curious, my last name is only four letters and it gets mispronounced. What is maybe your favorite pronunciation you've heard of Terrio? And which of, for those that are just listening along, it's T-H-E-R-R-I-A-U-L-T. That is correct. Yeah. So my husband is from Maine. Um, so my understanding is it's a it's French Canadian, if you will. So I get a lot of variations, Terrialt, Terrialt. Truly, I do not mind because I completely understand. And as we do in communications, I just roll with it. I just accept the, accept the mispronunciation and keep on going. Very good. Now, you've been at Mainline Health now for a large chunk of your career. Anytime mm-hmm. I've seen a communications person stay at a company for a long time, first off, congratulations. But how Thanks. have you seen the culture there change in your time at Mainline Health? Sure. So I would say, so first off, the healthcare industry in general is incredibly fast-paced. It is ever-changing. And so um, I think all of us that work in communications in the healthcare industry have just accepted that it is constantly evolving and constantly changing, um, probably in some cases, you know, more quickly than many other industries. Um, And I would say mainline health in particular, just as you indicated, I have been here for a while, um, and that's not uncommon. Oftentimes, we have uh, service awards across the organization at our different entities, and so you'll you'll hear when you're attending those different service awards that many in attendance have been at Mainline Health more than 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. Sometimes you'll even have those that are celebrating their 50 years with the organization. So I think it just speaks very um highly of of the type of culture that really has evolved here over the years and the fact that people want to stay. Um, It's an organization that's very much focused on um, the people that work here, making sure that everyone understands how valued they are. Um, And so that's certainly why I am still here 13 years later. Um, I would say in terms of organizationally, how have we evolved? When I started at Mainline Health, I think... um, we were much more, it was more of a hospital-centric model. So um, we have four acute care hospitals, Lankanaw Medical Center, Bryn Mawr, Paoli Hospital, Riddle Hospital. Uh, we have a physical rehab um, facility, Bryn Mawr Rehab Hospital. Um, we have um, a drug and alcohol treatment facility, Miramont Treatment Center. We have um, the Lankanaw Institute for Medical Research, which we call Lemur, um, which is where a lot of um, really amazing clinical research takes place um, and evolves to the bedside over time. And then we have many physician practices across our region. So um, a very large complex health system. And I would say over the course of 13 years, and this is certainly a model in general that's happening in healthcare, but we've, we've gone from being more hospital-centric focused, I would say, to being um, much more focused on system. And the idea that... Um, while each of these individual entities has very distinct characteristics, 
together as a system, you know, we're so much stronger. And by activating and connecting these different strengths across the entire organization, we can really serve our communities in an even more powerful way. So, um, so that's really important to us as a system. And we talk often about being steep. Um, and steep is a term used in healthcare. Um, it means safe, timely, efficient, effective, equitable, and patient-centered. And so really working together as a system very holistically and thinking about the patient journey um, from the moment they enter our doors um, all the way through their care journey, um, as, as steep as we can be through that process, the better. And we can do that best, you know, working together. Now, earlier on, you did a great job of, of talking about truly in, in amongst a lot of healthcare, how complex everything mm-hmm. is. So for people who aren't familiar with mainline health, you guys are in the Philadelphia area. Talk about the size of the organization as well as the comms team that's supporting the organization. Sure. So mainline health, we have um, a, more than, well, well over 10,000 employees. Um, 2,500 medical staff members, so um, physicians, and um, really cover, you know, a large footprint um, outside of Philadelphia. And so I would say for the size and scope of our organization and the complexity of it, we, we have a relatively small communications team, small but mighty, I would say for sure. Um, it's a powerhouse of a group. And the communications team also sits within a, a larger group, which is our creative services team. Um, and so that constitutes our digital experience group and um, our corporate design team. And so together, we really are able to um, work very in a very integrated fashion to come up with creative solutions to meet you know, many of our communications challenges. Um, but I would say with the comms team in particular, because it is such a close-knit group, we have, um, so there's, there are four in addition to myself um, that handle communication. So it's um, Stephanie, who is our manager of internal communications. Uh, Mary-Kate handles our um, media relations, and also we handle legislative affairs. Uh, Megan, who oversees our social media efforts. Um, and we just welcomed a new team member, um, Samantha, and she is really supporting all of the different areas. So. Um, And I would say the key to all of that is that we work very um, in a very synchronized effort and really our philosophy is, you know, create once, publish everywhere. So every piece of content that we have, we really try to make sure we're optimizing it for all of our different channels across mainline health. So so internal channels, um, social media, mainlinehealth.org, we really want to make sure that we are leveraging all the amazing content we have in as many ways as possible. And throughout 2019, I got to spend time with you and the team, and I agree, very small, but, but very mighty. Um, and part of me spending time with you is the company launched mlh to go back in early yep. 2019. Mm-hmm. What was the primary motivation behind uh, investing in a new internal comms platform? So I would say... Um the initial motivation for it was that we know we wanted to redesign our internal communications. Um, really, it started out with knowing that our, our current intranet is antiquated. It's been, we've talked about it, it's been here at Mainline Health for more than 13 years. It is the same intranet that has been here since I arrived, it has barely changed at all. Um, it's built on Red Dot, which is not even a supported application any longer. 
And so, and it's also kind of, um, I almost call it, it's like a jungle. Like no one really owns the internet currently. Um, a lot of different people contribute to it, but there's not a governance model. And so, um, and, you know, and over time, the organization has made a lot of significant investments, you know, in technology, of course, but most often it's, you know, patient facing, of course. Um, and so, but the time came when, when the leadership really 100% um, agreed that this was an important initiative. And so we really started down the journey of what does not only redesigning our internet, but really redesigning our internal communications and transforming the way that we're engaging with employees. What does that look like? And so as we started to do some research, um, we knew that we definitely wanted something um, that was mobily accessible for our employees. And along the way, came in contact contact with Social Chorus, and certainly, um, you know, there's, there's competitors to the Social Chorus platform out there, um, but far and away, we just really fell in love with the Social Chorus platform, and, um, you know, the, the Social Chorus team has met all of our expectations and exceeded them, really, so it's been a fantastic journey, um, but I would say, you know, a lot of the impetus to move down that, that mobily accessible road was that we wanted to, number one, connect with our employees where they are, right? So a, a large chunk of our employee base are caring for patients at the bedside. And we want to make sure that we're able to reach them as they're on the patient floors, you know, in between when they're on break, whatever, they have their phones with them. So how do we reach them in those moments um, when they have a few minutes to check in? You know, they're not standing at a computer or sitting at a computer all day. So that was one. Um, and then the second was just really this idea of in general, we know that people want to feel empowered to share their story. That's, that's really what social media is all about. Um, and that's now really how people are staying connected in general. And so wanted to have a similar type of model that we could leverage at Mainline Health. So our employees feel that they can share their story, that they can um, contribute to the narrative at Mainline Health. And it really fed into this idea of... Um, this idea of be seen, which I talked about as part of our brand campaign, that's really also how we feel about our employees. Um, our leadership team has spent a lot of time working to make sure we have a culture that's very much focused on diversity, respect, and inclusion, and making sure that every employee feels they have a voice. And a platform like Social Chorus, which we call MLH2Go, is a perfect way to do that, to give every employee a tool to be able to have their voice heard, um, and, and really just talk about how they feel they bring value to mainline health. And, and the same with their fellow colleagues, um, really that idea of teamwork and camaraderie and communication and celebrating that um, every day. This was just one more way for us to ensure that we are creating a culture where all of our employees feel like um, they have a voice, that we celebrate them for their individuality, and mlh to go has really allowed us to do that really well. Now, you mentioned uh, leadership being very involved in kind of making that determination, okay, we need to do something different. How have they been supportive or active since the launch of mlh to go Yeah. So our leadership team has, our executive leadership in particular, has been very supportive of mlh to go um, our, our CEO, Jack Lynn, he, in particular, has really embraced the platform, which I think is any communicator's dream to have a CEO who cares deeply about communications, which he does. And Jack, and again, this speaks back to our organizational culture. I can imagine there's probably like hundreds of Jacks within our organization. But when you walk around Mainline Health and you say the name Jack, Jack 
said this or Jack asked this, everyone knows that you're talking about Jack Lynch, our CEO, um, just by his first name. So we actually created a channel just for Jack, and it's called Just Jack. And he immediately was excited about this opportunity, and he himself uses it. And, and what has really become his signature move is that wherever he is around the health system, he will take selfies of himself and large groups of employees behind him. So whether he's at you know, a large meeting or he's um, presenting to a group of people or even if he's just walking around the campuses um, visiting for one reason or another, he will often take selfies of himself with our colleagues across the system. Um, and I would say by far and away, that is probably our most, um, most popular content. People love seeing Jack out there. It's, it's very authentic to who he is already. Um, he was always very diligent about sending emails to all of Mainline Health on, you know, holidays and at certain, you know, certain milestones for the organization or, you know, celebrations. Anytime people um, should be proud of something or if there was just an important issue that he wanted to make sure people understood and were aware of, he, he always was very um, deliberate and diligent about communicating. And so this is just another channel for him to do that. Um, and he's been able to do it in a way that really, I think, highlights his personality. And, and he's, you know, he's brave enough to do it. There's no, um, there's just really, um, he's not worried about, you know, am I going to, should I, you know, have one of the communicators look at the caption I wrote or anything like that. He puts it out there and I think that that comes through um, and really just have people engage with him even more because of it, because they know that um, it's genuine and that he truly just wants to be connecting with you know our 10,000 plus employees and medical staff across the system. You are right. That is very much a communicator's dream to have <laughs> a CEO not just be that supportive, but that active and participatory in a platform. And I remember when I was on site with, with you and the team, we as a group came up with this Just Jack thought around it that that is a place for him to really showcase his passion and ideas and i imagine when he shares that type of content that that really resonates with employees across the entire system it absolutely does uh, it resonates it gets tons of engagement for our employees but i think it also sets an incredible example that others then follow. Um, so our executive leadership team in general are all very committed to communication. And, um, you know, over the course of time, they've also become more involved with MLH to go. But I think even just all employees, when they see that the CEO is engaging with this tool, they recognize that it's really important. And so um, throughout every level of the organization, we've had employees that have started to engage with it. And that what, that's what makes it so wonderful because everybody has the same opportunity to contribute and every piece of content that's delivered, um, whether by the CEO or, or any one of us, um, you know, that's not at that executive level, it still has the same um, level of reach and it really gets similar types of engagement. So we have other, you know, employees that post things of their, you know, the unit um, holiday celebration or, um, we just had someone post a story about one of our colleagues, um, an OR staff member who um, recently just became a citizen of the United States. And so the, the team was celebrating that. And so just really exciting and meaningful things that all of our colleagues across the system can post and it's, and it's meaningful and people really appreciate seeing how um, all areas of the organization contribute to make mainline health the organization that it is. 
that again, that's another great scenario where you have an engaged leadership team, you have employees who not only want to share, but sound very supported in sharing the things that matter most to them. And I think sometimes that's where companies tend to get hung up on is it's, we want employees to share, but only about like what we care about. So how did you guys send the message to your employees to say, no, we want you to share what you care about? Well, again, I think it goes back to part of the core of who we are at Mainline Health. Um, One of our core values is actually diversity, respect, and inclusion. And so if that is one of the foundational elements that really uh, molds who you are as an organization, people feel like they can, as we talked about, um, you know, insert their individual voice into the Mainline Health story. Um, And not only is it something that, you know, they can do, it's actually encouraged and celebrated. And so I think that when you have a leadership team that is committed to that and promotes it and celebrates it, um, you know, it makes a huge difference. And as you said, it really makes our jobs, you know, within the communications team a lot easier because people are willing to share. Um, and, And with MLHCO in particular, we, there's very little, at this point, it's been about, I guess we um, launched uh, in the spring. I would say it's been about five months. And we have to do very little encouraging for people to actually engage with the platform at at this point. Um, It's very proactive on behalf of individuals across the organization. So I would say that is, that is huge. Um, And I mean, the social chorus team, obviously Chuck, you were hugely helpful when you came and had the brainstorming sessions with us and has been with us all throughout the way. Um, Sharmila, who is our engagement manager has been fantastic. Um, Bobby, of course, is like the iconic salesperson. And we were, we just immediately, um, he really helped draw us into the social course platform and, and um, we knew it was the path that we wanted to pursue. And so, um, and, it, and what I've often said to people, and I say this very altruistically, it's not, it, it's just true. It's when you buy the social course platform, you're, you're actually um, purchasing this larger, almost philosophical communications um work group, essentially. You have connection to all these other individuals, communicators across the country from all different industries that are also using the platform and that are willing to share their stories um, and communications challenges, not only as it relates to social chorus, but just internal comms in general and, you know, innovative things that that we can all be thinking about to really make sure that we're doing the best job at um, communicating and helping our organizations be successful. So... I think that's huge. Well, it, it was great working with you, and I'll speak on behalf of Sherman and Bobby on, on this as well. But what I don't want to miss is the work that you and the team put into making MLH to go what it is today. So uh, speaking from a manager's perspective, is this a little bit of a feather in your cap to think that now like what, what you and the team have helped create and launch there at Mainline Health that hopefully is in place for years and decades to come that that you and the team there really built this for the organization? I would say, well, for sure, it's a feather in the cap for the entire team because, and and with Stephanie, without Stephanie in particular, um, it would not have been possible. Um, But also to all of the leaders that we talked about that have been really supportive. So, I mean, it's always so, you know, often in communications, you, um, you don't often have an opportunity to shape an actual, you know, you're often writing, 
you're shaping different communications, you're helping you know, craft the voice of the organization, but to be able to actually create um, a platform that people use on a daily basis, to your point, it's, it's almost, it's not a physical thing, but it's a very tangible thing. And that's not something that we typically get an opportunity to do, I would say, um, in particular as, as print publications you know, continue to go by the wayside, this is almost a new iteration of what that looks like. And so um, it's really exciting. We've had so much fun doing it. I think the most gratifying thing has just been seeing it take off and seeing that people really appreciate it and that it's and that it's really helped achieve what the original intent and the mission was, which was to um, really help amplify the amazing culture that already exists here. And it just does it in a way that's very visible um, and that's meaningful to everyone. So I, I would say that's the most gratifying element of it all. And, and obviously not being a part of the organization, I also think about that nurse, that person that sits in accounting, uh, somebody in that organization that now has a connection back to the company that did not exist before. Whether Absolutely. it's, whether it's yeah. a visibility and they're seeing things and feel more connected, or it's one of those people we've talked about where they now have a platform to share what matters most to them. I think the fact that when it, when as a comms team and as a manager of a comms team, you can build that type of system inside a company that it is not a physical thing. It almost at times becomes a mental and emotional thing for employees. The measuring the success of that is all, honestly really tough to do because it really comes down to that impact you're making at, at that individual employee level across the entire organization. I, I couldn't agree more. That's what really has, um, that's what we've been so excited about. And I would say that what also is encouraging to us is that compared to, you know, the benchmark for other social chorus users across the country that are at this point in their journey, we are performing, you know, well above benchmark. So for instance, um, 90 day retention of registered users. So people that continue to come back, you know, the average benchmark for social chorus is 74% and we're at 92%. So that's huge. I, to me, that means people are seeing the type of content that they thought they would see. Um, it is meaningful them to, it is meaningful to them in their work. And they feel to your very point that it does connect them, um, you know, much more directly to the organization in one way or another. So I think that that's huge. Um, and we're also seeing people engage with the platform um, in a way that's exceeding benchmark. So average benchmark is, is uh, two minutes and we're at almost two minutes and 60 seconds. So that again is really encouraging. And um, yeah, and, we, and we're, we're really excited about it and, and excited about what it means for our future. Because at this point we are, we have almost um, 3,500 users. So again, four to five months in, we, there's still a large chunk of the organization that we want to reach, but feel like at this point in our journey, that's actually, that's actually a large portion of employees that are engaging with it very regularly and are very active on MLH to go. So we're excited about that as well. And 92%, let's think about the number a little bit. There are companies that wish they had 92% retention just period amongst their employee base, <laughs> let alone 92% retention inside one platform. So I think that speaks to, again, the content, the engagement, the leadership, that empowerment of employees to participate, all of these things that you guys built in. That's, that's 
uh, that, that's amazing. So again, kudos to you and the team for that. Thank you. We appreciate that. And I guess what is um, almost in the future most exciting for us is that the MLH to go will actually be a huge part of our intranet launch. So we talked about, you know, really what, what motivated us to go down the track for um, looking into Social Chorus and eventually building and launching MLH to go was this idea of really redesigning internal communications for um, the health system overall. And a huge part of that is our employee intranet. And so when we launch at the end of January, um, MLH to go will be actually two of the major um, web parts or news feeds on the homepage of our intranet. And that's really been a key element and why it was really important for us to move forward with MLH to go first was that we wanted to slowly transition the organization um, into using the new platform and also slowly transition them into this idea that we're changing our internal communications in general. So um, it was a way for us to ease into it. And I think based on the signs that we're seeing so far with the success of MLH to go, we're really hoping that the new internet will be equally successful. Well, and it really speaks to something you shared earlier, which is Ron, again, having that small but mighty comms team that you guys are publishing in one location and worry about creating content there and letting the system mm -hmm. put it where it needs to go. So you aren't duplicating efforts out there. You're, you're focused on the message and the creation, and the curation and letting the system then publish kind of where you tell it to go versus republishing and all these other spots. Absolutely. And that's the ultimate goal is to get there. We are not quite there yet, mostly because we have not launched the new internet, but over the course of time, our hope is that we can um, really have just this one almost command center where we're really focusing our efforts on creating very meaningful content, um, you know, and spending less time pushing it out through disparate um, channels. And so, yeah, that will, that is our future dream. And I have no doubt we will get there, um, you know, based on the success we're seeing so far. So absolutely. Well, I have no doubt you'll get there too, Bridget. And the, the podcast is called Culture, Comms, and Cocktails. We've talked about culture and comms. We will get to the cocktails part in the next, but I, I have a quick question between them. The dates for Future Comms 2020 were just announced. It's April 29th and 30th in New York City. You attended Future Comms in 2019. So what would be your advice, Bridget, for someone who's thinking of attending or maybe just heard about Future Comms? Based on your experience or experience last year, and hopefully you're attending in 2020, what would be your recommendations or advice for them? My recommendation would be it is absolutely worth your while to attend. I hope also to attend um, Future Comps 2020. We had a, an amazing time last year. Number one, meeting a lot of other um, internal comms professionals, as I said, from across country that really were able to share helpful insights that um, in many ways contributed to our successful launch of MLH to go, excuse me. Um, and then you, you also have an opportunity to hear from these major brands um, and realize that, you know, comes to mind, J. Crew, for instance, did a, um, they had a great presentation that they did talking about how they really relied on certain key contributors um, at their organization to help get their social course channel up and running and how you really have um, these super users essentially 
that can help um, garner engagement and, you know, have very creative ways to use the platform. Um, and so I think that was helpful to us as well. And, and we're starting to see that, I think, um, on Emily to go. So for instance, actually one of um, our team members on the larger creative services team, Sharon, she's uh, part of our digital experience group. She started every Monday, um, she's very into mindfulness. And so she started a post um, for Mindful Mondays. And so at the beginning of every week, she has a very, you know, short tip on how to make sure that you're mindful throughout the day. And so she's probably been our first user that has a um, regularly um, posted piece that people are really starting to um, look for. And, you know, so I think that that's, that's exciting as well. And that's, those types of ideas were ones that came about um, as part of uh, things we heard at, at the last year's FutureCom. So I would absolutely recommend it. And one of the things that I took away is it seems like with a lot of communications and events, they're one of those misery loves company types environments sometimes happen where people like to complain about their challenges and obstacles and leadership and, and people start to believe in this group think. At FutureComs, it's more about what can we do? Like, let's change the rules. Let's, let's get out there and, and do all these things. And some of it's just from the conversations, like you shared, but it's also hearing from the companies and the communicators at these companies, even some C-suite people that, that presented last year around how to make these changes, that it is possible, it is doable, and then gave advice on, on how to do it. And I love the Mindful Monday. That's a great takeaway, especially as companies look to do more Look at self-care and um, mental health and all of those things. I love that your employee took that as a takeaway and that now the employee base at Mainline Health is responding to that. That's really great to hear. Yes, it's, she's very diligent about it. And, um, you know, we're, we're very appreciative that she takes the time to do it. Um, and I would say to your point, absolutely. The event was incredibly uplifting, inspiring, empowering, um, we heard a lot about how, you know, the future of Social Chorus will hopefully be able to offer us analytics. Um, and my dream would be that it's, that it's internal analytics that we can use to demonstrate how internal communication is directly affecting major other initiatives for an organization. So for, in, for instance, at, you know, at Mainline Health, how can we, can we correlate how our internal communication efforts um, over the course of time are directly impact, impacting, excuse me, um, employee engagement. Um, how our internal communication efforts are directly impacting our um, safety efforts across the system, which is hugely important to mainline health. So I think that is um, a huge benefit that, that I know Social Chorus is hoping to be able to offer to um, the community. And I certainly, for one, am really looking forward to that. Well, I look forward to seeing you in New York next April. And again, we talked about culture. We talked about comms. Now let's talk about cocktails. Bridget, what is your favorite cocktail or <laughs> cocktail recommendation? Okay, so I love an extra dirty martini. And my sister-in-law actually introduced me to the idea of also adding a splash of Tabasco sauce. Mm. It is delicious. It is my new favorite. Um, and so thanks to my sister-in-law, Cass, for that one. I have never heard of that little bit of Tabasco and a dirty martini. And now I'm thinking, why am I just hearing it now? Virginia? It is delectable. It's 
salty, it's spicy. I think it's truly the perfect drink. So check it out, Chuck. I love it. I love it. I recently <laughs> had an old fashioned that was centered around a little chai syrup in it because it gave it this little mm. bite to the end. So I imagine okay. that that Tabasco splash kind of do the same for Dirty Martini. It is. It's delicious. Well, Bridget, thanks again so much for being on Culture Comms and Cocktails. I'll look forward to seeing you in April 2020 at Future Comms. And again, continue success at Mainline Health with MLH to go. Truly my pleasure, Chuck. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comms and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.